Afghanistan, Algeria, Armenia, Egypt, India, Iran, Iraq, Israel, Kurdistan, Lebanon, Pakistan, Palestine, Syria, Turkey, Jordan. Welcome to Radio Intifada. Voices from Calcutta to Casablanca. Voices of struggle. Voices for change. Bringing you news and analysis of people's struggles throughout Southwest Asia and Northern Africa. Brought to you by Swana Collective. KPFK Pacifica Radio. 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. And 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. And streaming live at kpfk.org. Good afternoon. My name is Nima Ardalan, and I'm glad to be bringing you another program from the Swana Region Radio Collective here at KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. Today's show and all of KPFK shows are available 24-7 at kpfk.org. We stream live and we also have our KPFK archives or you can listen to us on the air at 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. Hamoud, welcome to the show. Oh, hi, Nima. Yeah, Hamoud is our own collective member, Professor Hamoud Salihi is the Associate Dean of International Education and Senior International Officer at uh, California State University, Domenico's Hills. And we have done many, many shows together. Now, yeah, yeah, our show is going on 20 years, by the way. And you and I were the two of the originals that have uh, stood, uh, I guess, the test of times, huh? It is so good to grow younger, to grow younger every day. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. But uh, this, this is the reason I mentioned that is that uh, today's show we are covering the Algerian elections, which just happened yesterday, Saturday, and we are going to talk about the Iranian elections that are happening on June eighteenth. Um, and uh, five days. Are, yeah, they are significant. They're both significant, and there are some similarities and some. Um, dissimilarities and uh, we would like to explore that uh, for our uh, Swana region and KPFK audience. As always, uh, we hope that our listeners support KPFK and donate to this station to keep these programs, these type of programs on the air. We urge you to do so because we like to bring this show together to you and we also uh, would like to let you know that this is a program for the voiceless. We are the voice of the voiceless. These types of programming you don't get anywhere else. So without further ado, uh, Hamoud, um, I want to do an overview of both elections. I know we need to spend more than uh, half an hour on these types of uh, topics because everybody just gives you bullets and uh, we're going to split the show half and half and see this goes we will do a follow-up obviously but uh now on algeria the elections can conclude yesterday give us your update so yesterday saturday uh so the biggest uh sort of uh conclusion of these elections is the low turnout uh, on Saturday, around 4 o'clock p.m., the turnout was at 14%. By the end of the day, 
with the extension of the hours of elections, uh, election time for people to poll, it was at uh, over 30%. This is uh, according to the official uh, statistics. Uh, for the Algerians uh, who live abroad, and uh, there is a, a number of them, uh, the, the turnout was even uh, less than that. Uh, it's uh, within single digits, and we're talking about at around uh, uh, 4%. Uh, 4%. There are nearly um, a million of Algerians uh, voters uh, who live abroad. So it's a very, very significant number. Uh, uh, so the, uh, the, the turnout was low. The second thing is that uh, the total number of participants as independent is larger than those who were with the political party. This is very important. And it speaks volume of the trust that uh, the voters in Algeria uh, are placing on independence to play a crucial role in the next phase. The third observation is, uh, is the fact that uh, there is opposition, that the low turnout is an expression, uh, perhaps a tacit uh, expression, uh, that the people are not happy with how uh, these elections are uh, set, uh, uh, and uh, they expect an outcome to be more of the same. So it's a very, very challenging, uh, controversial elections, but it is needed considering uh, that uh, there is a parliamentary vacuum uh, that needs to be filled. In addition, there is a high hope uh, placed on this parliament uh, to achieve the change uh, that the people uh, want to achieve. Uh, and, and the third link to that, that there are so many uh, files uh, uh, in the parliament that, that need to be uh, sort of addressed, the family code, uh, uh, you know, educational bills, the budget, uh, and allocating the resources to digital media, things like that. So it's a, it's a very, very significant, uh, uh, you know, there are a lot of things to do. Uh, and that's why it's, it's very important uh, to have these elections, despite what's happening. Now, um... If, um, if I were to um, if, if I were to ask you what is the reason for the low turnout, isn't that uh, is it is that normal? Is that something that's uh, has set precedence before, or is it new? So there is some of it. The expectation, like we've seen here, uh, midterm elections like in the United States uh, uh, tend to be uh, low, and in, in the, the turnout is low. Uh, legislative elections around the world tend not to attract as much attention as the presidential elections. So that, that's a general observation that we could make of this uh, case. Uh, the second, uh, the low turnout is also seems to follow a pattern. Uh, the presidential elections were also uh, uh, so uh, a low turnout. The, the, the referendum for the constitution, uh, the amendment of the constitution uh, also saw uh, a low turnout. So this is part of the pattern. And also part of the, the pattern, uh, whether it be it uh, the presidential elections or the uh, amendment of the constitution, uh, or now uh, this new parliament, 
the people uh, were not excited about them. Uh, they accuse uh, the leadership uh, that organized uh, these elections, be it for presidents or the, or the constitution or the parliament, as a means uh, to reproduce the, the status quo. So they don't see them as a fulfillment of the aspiration of what the Algerians have been, have been asking for. And as a result, uh, we're getting the same low turnout. This time, however, uh, and you notice in the last three, uh, two, uh, two uh, uh, elections, uh, the people seem to suggest uh, more and more so uh, that I am not going to vote, I'm staying home, and this is my expression uh, of how I see this order. But they are sort of, because you don't have demonstration in the street, uh, this, the, 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 this absence of voting or staying at home has not translated or has not been accompanied by demonstration in the street. It seems to send to the, to, to the leadership a clear message that I am going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You have this term to work this out. And in five years, in the case of the parliament, if nothing moved, out, moved forward, then I think this will be different. So it's a test uh, to uh, this parliament uh, uh, for uh, doing uh, changing things uh, for, uh, to, to meet the aspiration of the people. And, and I think this, this parliament should, should, I mean, should take that, uh, or is taking that task, or should take pro, uh, pro, probably better to, uh, to, uh, that task uh, seriously. Yeah, well, I mean, the, Hamoud, apparently the opposition is correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, how, how do you expect change if the process in Algeria has at this point is to reproduce the status quo? Uh, when do you expect yeah. to see, you know, the right result, for instance. So, so it's it's very interesting. I think it's a point well taken, and we should not sort of uh, think uh, uh, that it's easy uh, uh, to to uh, uh, bring change, and that uh, the government is sincere or that the president is sincere in this. They might be. But I think it's a little bit different. Number one, there is a need for this parliament because it needs to fill the political and the legislative vac vacuum. The second thing, we've seen steps uh, that are in the direction of improvement. For example, they uh, set uh, a new rule that bar uh, representative or legislators uh, to, uh, uh, to be, in, uh, to be in, in, in the parliament for more than two terms. So there is a law you cannot, uh, there's a term limit, uh, uh, for, uh, a term limit, that helps. The second thing, they, uh, they also introduced in the, uh, 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 to make it a requirement uh, for, uh, to review uh, the financial background of candidates. So if they're involved in any kind of misconduct, they are barred. And there were several party members who were barred. Then they also revised the, the uh, diplomat or sort of the indemnity issue. So if you are a representative of the parliament, you are above the law. That is changed. Uh, so uh, uh, there, there are a lot of things that are, uh, that, that are uh, sort of being reviewed for the purpose of making the change better.
one hope they will uh, there will be a follow-up for that considering that the new members may are, are better educated and so on and so forth but but uh, again uh, you know uh, the, the, the current situation uh, is set, i mean the, the the parliament is set for some success and uh, it is up to this parliamentarian to do the job if they are able to do it with the constraint that they have so it's a long fight but the opposition is correct yeah you have you have to think about it that way before we move on to uh iran uh, and discuss the iranian elections i just want to quickly ask you um are there new or new faces or uh, candidates with different agendas in this uh uh we have you have talked about the uh, algerian elections with you before mm -hmm. just want to see if this is something um uh yeah. th this th there is extra hope or you know one thing that is sort of missing in this all sort of focus on uh, on, the, on the elections uh, from a critical perspective is what is happening within the, the, the party uh, structure uh, the party personnel uh there are some parties who are going through internal transformation bringing people trusted people to the leadership role so that is happening but the parties are so mistrusted so if you go like ourselves now going and praising these changes or noticing this these changes they would accuse you of being a pro party and and, and basically they will not trust you so there is a serious uh, uh confidence uh measure uh, uh, lack of confidence in the party structure that is that is sort of undeniably uh, uh you know something to be sort of so much concerned about but the second thing you have this independent the candidates uh, uh the independents are large uh, there are more of them uh, than the party institution the challenge is is that when you run as an independent you really don't have a pl uh, you have only a platform but you will have a party and institutions to uh, to implement your plan once you are in power. That structure is absent. Uh, the, the independence must, at one point or another, be working with the, part, with the political parties. How strong it is and independent, how successful are going to pass their agenda is really the future of the, uh, is what set this party uh, this parliament perhaps different from the previous but there are changes qualitative changes and so on and so forth but since we don't have time i'm going to ask you about iran iran's elections are uh, uh, at a uh, pivoting time in iranian history for many reasons actually but uh, let me just remind our listeners that uh, this is kpfk 90.7 fm in los angeles and we are speaking with uh, professor hamoud salahi associate dean at california state university Dominguez Hills and I'm Nima Ardalan and we are discussing we just completed discussing the Algerian elections now about the Iranian elections well Hamoud the interesting um, uh, thing is that uh, there is a lot at stake in these current elections in this round of elections as 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 always as usual this is the, the trend but uh, because of the U.S. sanctions that were imposed on Iran and the nuclear talks uh, uh, that uh, crumbled uh, during uh, uh, former President Trump and uh, the dire straits that Iran is in economically, 
And uh, the current talks with the Biden administration and the West about the, the nuclear deal and the lifting of the sanctions. Uh, and uh, there are uh, many reports of uh, Iranians uh, having uh, to, uh, you know, I'll, I'll fall into the rabbit hole of uh, uh, talking um, uh, rumors and 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 and, uh, but uh, there are people who actually are selling their body organs uh, uh, to support their families, which which is which has been going on for a while. I mean, you know, poverty brings that, obviously. Now, the economic situation is very bad. I can uh, tell you that firsthand from uh, people who are uh, there. Uh, the political situation uh, has... Uh, the, the, somehow, the Iranian government has loosened uh, their uh, uh, chokehold on the nation, on, on, on the people. Uh, women are appear to have a little bit more freedom getting away with some uh, uh, things like uh, wearing a loose hijab in the streets and putting on makeup, etc., which would have landed them in jail or at least being interrogated in the past. But the most interesting aspect of this uh, election to me is that uh, who is running. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the front runner is a cleric named Ibrahim Raisi. Now, he is more or less known because of the 1980s uh, mass executions that Iran carried on, uh, on the opposition at the, uh, at the uh, uh, last days of the Iran-Iraq war, the eight-year Iran-Iraq war. Iran and Iraq were at war from 1980 to 1988 with uh, uh, possibly millions of uh, 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 casualties, uh, deaths, uh, possibly even more than that if, if uh, we uh, take into consideration Iran and Iraq together. Uh, both sides were accused of using chemicals on each other, etc. And uh, this Ibrahim Raisi, who's very close to the Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei, uh, is uh, also well known to be... Uh, part of the what they call the death panels uh, uh if you can call it that he he was um, he was involved in the court systems back then and uh, condemning many many people to death now at the same time he has close ties to the revolutionary guards the IRGC and uh but the interesting thing is that the second runner up is Mohsen Rezaei I wouldn't consider neither one of these guys as uh, uh, as a uh, 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 opposition or liberal, but uh, they, in my, in most of people's eyes, and uh, from what I hear, uh, Mohsen Rezaei, the former IRGC commander in chief, who uh, was ran a few times before, is uh, his, uh, I guess, biggest. Opposition. Obviously, Ibrahim Raisi is a conservative uh, tied to the system uh, uh, and uh, very has very close ties with the Supreme Leader. Now, the other interesting fact is that uh, former President uh, Ahmadinejad, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, wow. who, um, who is loved and despised at the same time, uh, he uh, tried to run 
for presidency. Um, and uh, he was the president of Iran, uh, uh, well, two, previous, previous president was, it was him. And uh, uh, he uh, uh, actually uh, was denied his, uh, he was not certified. He was, uh, the Supreme Leader and his consul uh, denied him and, uh, and um, denied him uh, a seat uh, at, the, at the elections. Uh, are there any other members, prominent neighbors? Because we don't have much time, uh, uh, Nima. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are a few. Uh, uh, another uh, uh, IRGC uh, commander and vice president under uh, Khatami from about, I think, 2001 to 2005, if I'm not mistaken, Mohsene Mehrali Zadeh is also another runner-up but there are a few uh but it's more slightly yeah it's it's almost uh certain that it will be raisi but again just like what we talked about in algeria the uh, low turnout is expected and, and are the conservatives set to win it, it, it is believed so uh there are uh, some interesting facts the uh one of uh, uh one of the we were talking about balloting outside of uh, Algeria uh, uh, for that diaspora same with Iran there are many Iranians abroad and there are many Iranians in Canada and Canada has uh, is not allowing ballot boxes uh, and uh, uh, I guess Iranian Canadians or Canadian Iranians I don't know which is the correct <laughs> political <laughs> politically correct way to say this uh, are uh, that that who wish to vote in these elections uh, uh, need to go probably uh, come to the U.S. You know, U.S. has allowed these uh, ballot boxes to be uh, you know for the Iranians to vote, uh, the Iranians who reside in the U.S. to vote, and uh, the Canadian officials have actually uh, declared that uh, that. Uh, uh, until Iran, Iran or Iranian officials come clean about the downing of uh, that airliner that uh, uh, killed uh, many, many uh, all the passengers uh, uh, when Iran supposedly mistakenly shot it down uh, in uh, you could say in retaliation to uh, uh, that uh, commander. Uh, uh, the um, that was uh, assassinated in Iraq, and uh, Canadians uh, or the Canadian officials are saying that uh, Iran hasn't come clean in that investigation. They're not uh, helping, so um, they uh, they are not allowing Iranians uh, to uh, allowing ballot boxes in Canada or uh, balloting or uh, voting stations in, in Canada. So mm -hmm. Iranians could catch, so they would have to go somewhere else. And uh, it is difficult for uh, many Iranians who live in Canada uh, to come to the U.S. to vote because of the because of COVID and because of uh, visa requirements, etc. So that makes it difficult for the diaspora to vote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. connect, 
Connected to that, Anima, how about the nuclear issue? Uh, does it matter uh, who is the winner? I believe it does. It, it matters on the on the, from my uh, from my perspective and from what I have read, uh, who wins, yeah. uh, which is almost certain that will be a Raisi, uh, unless something happens. Uh, a lot of Iranians are threatening not to vote, and uh, the opposition yeah. is saying that your uh, uh, no vote is a uh, the, the only tool we have. Uh, unlike previous elections that everybody was encouraging Iranians to vote for the right candidate, for this current president Rouhani, uh, everybody was uh, urged to vote because he seemed to be a moderate, but uh, this president turned out to have no backbone, no uh, foothold. Um, and uh, we, for the most part, uh, the low turnout will almost guarantee Raisi's win, in my opinion. Now, as far as the nuclear deal is concerned, uh, I think if he wins, uh, Iran will stay the course, will uh, manipulate uh, the nuclear negotiations and its uh, access uh, to maximize its gains, maybe lift uh, as much sanctions as possible. Don't forget, uh, Iranians, the Iranian regime feared um, uh, Trump. Uh, it's kind of weird to say, but many Iranians uh, wish Trump had won just, just on that fact because they expected him to uh, uh, either uh, uh, I don't know, uh, start something with Iran and uh, force these, uh, this cleric regime out. But that was some of uh, some of the opposition's aspirations. But um, wouldn't it be a classic Trump if he won the election, if he if he won the election, and then go and meet uh, Khamenei, like he did well, the Korean Northern leader? That that would have been, that would have that would have been my expectations. But if you yeah. uh, you and I had a parallel universe, we could look into and, and check that it would be nice. But at, at, at the same time, uh, uh, Iranians um, are uh, uh, literally uh, believe that this is going to be the status quo, no matter who. They have oh. given up hope for the most part. Uh, the opposition in the past, I guess, forty-two years now has uh, had uh, very little success uh, with anything. Uh, they uh, seem to uh, be all over the map uh, from left to right uh, to uh, people who, um, who uh, support Trump or and, uh, to the, the far left uh, that uh, uh, aspire for a... Uh, uh, free democratic uh, socialist system in Iran, but uh, uh, the, the, unfortunately, uh, the Iranian opposition is not coherent enough or uh, united enough to uh, be able to um, uh, produce a uh, front, uh, let alone a, a person that people can rally uh, behind. Uh, and uh, this doesn't seem like it's uh, going to be too much different. Unfortunately for uh, the Iranian people, the suffering, uh, and, uh, and I'll just uh, say uh, to our listeners that we will continue this uh, program and we'll monitor the situation in Iran 
and uh, we'll uh, bring you uh, further updates in our uh, future programs. Don't forget to tune in to uh, KPFK at uh, 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, and this is the Swana Region Radio, and uh, Hamoud, I think we have about uh, a minute left.